Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey guys, it's Tom here. Just wanted to let you know that we have a Patreon you can get on for $3 a month and you get bonus episodes every week. And if you sign up for the whole year, you get a 10% discount. That's $2.70 a month, I believe. And we also have a tier where you can be a guest on the Patreon show. You could pick a band yourself to defend and uh, and do it on the Patreon. So get on over there. It's patreon.com slash stand by your band. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Stand By Your Band. I'm Tom Takar, the Wolf of Dog Street, joined, as always, by the Prince of Snarkness himself, Tommy McNamara. How are you, Tommy? Doing very well. You know, I was very excited because I got myself a vaccine appointment, and then you went and one-upped my ass. Had to right one-up that ass. I'm vaxxed, <laughs> baby. I'm vaxxed. I'm waxed, and I play the sax. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Please edit in a sex. <laughs> uh, that's right. I was. I. I. I was. I'm going to tell you guys all about it. But let's let's intro our guest, uh, Ding Donger himself, Matt Bronger. How are you doing, Matt? I'm good, man. What's up, fellas? I I would I just to jump on the suggestion train for someone else's podcast right away. I think when you when you edit in that sex, you could just I I just call either either Baker Street. Uh, or or turn the page by Bob Seger, like just the soaring, taking itself too seriously. Sax rip, either one of those, either one of those ones that that people used to do do a line of coke and just like, oh oh fuck Baker Street, coke some sex snacks, right there. When you're, Perfect. Uh, it's gonna be whatever I put in there. It's gonna be long. I know that. <laughs> Edit it in for a long, edit like a minute of the song. Uh, Someone's listening to the podcast and they're high. Wait, fuck. Is a radio playing now? Everybody who does our, who listens to our, I say does our podcast uh, because I mean like they do cocaine. While yeah. they do the podcast, they also do cocaine. So mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of a one. In, if you listen, you do receive a package in the mail with a little <laughs> uh, packet. It's kind of like a power hour thing where we all do it together. But uh, this is yeah. with illegal cocaine. <laughs> Every uh, minute, one line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most of our audience is dead. Uh, we, they flip not even, over. And not even to rock music, to like what, rock journalism mm-hmm. or commentary. <laughs> Oh, uninformed rock commentary. Fully never call this journalism. <laughs> let's let's stop that one right there. And it's trash. Oh, you know that term means nothing. I know. Yeah, yeah. 
I have a website. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, this is more just uh, mostly us. Some as somebody t- said, uh, waffling for a while, and then we talk about music for uh, about thirty right. minutes. That was a good old time. But I am vaxxed. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm like I said, vaxxed. Play this. You guys heard the whole thing. I don't I need I to do, play the riff again. How do you again. swing it? Do you do you have a? Here's the thing. Uh, if you there's this website you can go to steal an old person's identity, and then <laughs> nice. you uh you are taking it straight from them basically. Or there's another one that says when old people who are particularly frail will be leaving, oh. uh, or will be entering, and you can just uh, take it straight from them. So oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, no. Uh, the way that uh, the way I the way that I do it is uh, the way that I did it is I heard this thing that uh, the problem with the Pfizer vaccine and I think also the Moderna is once they thaw them out, they're kind of spent. And so a lot of them were going to waste. And what you can do is go, I went to Walgreens and you have to wait in a line for a while. And then at the end of the day, they go, okay, here's how many we have left that we're going to go to waste. And so you get one that was going to waste anyway. So it doesn't feel like a, it doesn't feel as bad if you don't if you don't qualify for anything because I don't qualify for anything and I think there are ways around it. But as a as a comic and I uh, I didn't really want to do that uh, even though I do think it's good for people to get vaccinated. But no, I mean I I'm on the wait list for a couple of pharmacies in my area that the, it's just literally if they thaw it out and it's like we're going to close in half an hour and they'll call you. you oh, know, nice. Yeah, that's it. But like. They're, they're also, the, the wait list is prioritized by people that need it, too. Of course. So it's like, I'm probably not going to get a phone call, but I'm hearing about people that are just taking codes and, like, that are very tech-savvy that are just getting on and basically, like, lying and getting yeah. appointments. And so some of these clinics, it's like this person's there, and they're, like, not a healthcare worker. They don't work in a restaurant. Yeah. And, you know, not, not a, not, like, and, and, and this is, like, like they're like they're they're targeting it's so fucking white person evil they're targeting like minority uh uh wow. heavy centers mm-hmm. that are bogged down by too too much too much influx they just go in there and fucking and just showing up being like i have an appointment and the person like can't argue because they're like the computer says you have an appointment but they're like but you don't have it and they're like you're not allowed to ask me that and it's just like wow just that suck. sucks I mean, it's like I want more of that to be like, like remember that show Cheaters with that guy was yes. running and being great show. White. You know, I want I want there to be a show where it's like like uh, you know Vax catchers where they catch <laughs> white people taking black you know poor black people spot and there's like yeah. what uh, like just catch some fucking shitty rich hipster dude <laughs> in <laughs> the act does quickly uh, take down my new web series Vax Hacks, which is uh, <laughs> just chill guys we smoke cigars and we talk about how to it's on barstool and we figure out how to steal vaccines the the funniest it's ways possible so <laughs> you snuck that in perfectly <laughs> <laughs> i was like you know and i i love you know speaking of shitty people like i love uh like like when people I was for some reason I'm still stuck on the sax thing, but I want to see someone who's like playing like a like a, a big club in like a red state and like uh, just kind of like a Toby Keith's "I Love This Bar" sure. and like you know somewhere, and he's he needs like a sax player and he's like he's like takes a mask and takes it off and throws it in the crowd like fuck this and they're like yeah and he's like I'm an anti 
a masker, but not an anti-saxer. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, we, yeah, I like this one. I, they don't like I didn't it at really all. I really want to hear any saxophone. <laughs> I was not planning on, I, I liked the banjo that the guy had, but. Very, 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 like half, half whiskey drunk, uh, cowboy crowd, you know, that were yeah. like really into some, some Toby Keith type <laughs> shit this guy is doing. You know what I just realized? I said banjo because in my head, you think of banjo as like the, the toothless guy on a porch going, dee, 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 dee. but really the people who love banjo are like hipster. Like I love, oh, I love down. hearing a banjo. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. not the people, yeah. the people who, who I'm thinking of would like to hear like, uh, Daughtry or something. I don't know. Like, I, yeah, <laughs> like so modern different. country that's that's like Def Leppard, but even more overproduced. <laughs> yeah, if there's so many track levels and so much, you know, <laughs> like it's like, wait, this song sounds like the last seven songs on the radio. They're all, <laughs> and I love. Oh well, I don't know much, but I love my country and I like to party. And I love my truck. Mm-hmm. Number seven thousand two hundred and sixty-eight. <laughs> Keep them coming. <laughs> uh, that that is a uh, a good way to get us into what we're here to talk about today. I think, which is. Okay. Uh, it's it's interesting. <laughs> no, <there's, laughs> it never has to be serious. Um, Please no. Having said that, this man did die tragically. And I, um, so sure. yes, I just uh, was. T- uh, Tommy sent over that uh, his uh, behind the music was mm-hmm. on, uh, YouTube. on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, great. which is great. I never watched it. It's and I'm um, such a fan. Honestly, it's, I would say it's, so we're talking about Jim Croce for people who don't read the title of the episode, um, (laughs) but it is Jim Croce that we're talking about today and Jim Croce's behind the music is mostly, uh, his, his wife Ingrid, uh, talking about his life and, um, I'd say there's a lot of filler in this bad boy. I think that it could have (laughs) been, I almost skipped the end because it was like, I know about the plane crash is extremely sad, and I just didn't really mm-hmm. want to deal with it because it's like it's a man at the height of his career, basically, who's also walking away to spend time with his his child and his wife, and then he passes away. Going to play this show that he was losing money on that was poorly attended, even at the height oh. of his fame. It's it's really sad. So, yeah. uh, but they also go into like. His son now has a music career, and he has a voice of his own that's pretty jazzy or whatever. And I was like, I'm sorry. I just don't no, care. Yeah. <laughs> I have that's to play funny. something. I'm getting to it right now. Oh, I wonder if it's the same thing I was going to play. Well, so at the end of it, a okay. very emotional ending. I like teared up almost at the end yes. because they played this recording. He never played uh, the song he wrote for his wife. And then yes. over the credits, they start to play uh, one of the songs that was <laughs> yes. on your playlist, which is uh, Operator, amazing yeah. song. Yes. But they decided to cut in a promo in the middle of it uh, during Operator. Yeah. So I'm going to play that. Uh, hopefully I start at the right time. She's living in L.A. With my best old ex-friend, Ray. Guys, she said she knew. 20 years ago, Leif Garrett was a teen <laughs> idol. He drove all the girls crazy, and he drove his car off a cliff, crippling his best buddy and killing their friendship. Now, for the first time in 20 years, Leif and his friend are reunited on VH1 Behind the Music, Leif Garrett. Tonight at 9, 8 central on VH1's Teen Idols Week. No. 
and then they keep playing it. <laughs> keep playing it. Oh as, if, as if anybody can enjoy what they're hearing. <laughs> I wish the guy would come back in and go, you think this song's bad? It's all about driving your friend off a cliff. <laughs> An unforgivable accident. Find the music coming up next. That's so good. You know what's funny is when they I I had a feeling it was gonna be I I didn't even hear that last part because as soon as they said the Leif Garrett thing I was like oh I just wanted to hear operator and then it yeah. it did that and then I wish I had listened to the rest of it I uh yeah that is insane and I while we're on the topic of the behind the music I also have a clip that I want to play really it's it's like a minute that uh it it made it was just a very silly thing and it's his it's his wife talking about. They moved out to like a farmhouse and they would have these parties with all these different kinds of people. And uh, she said Jim was really good at like getting people back to the house. And so this this really made me laugh. Jim was famous for collecting friends. Rarely a night went by when he didn't bring someone home to stay at the farm. Jim had this wonderful ability to invite people that were uh, in juxtaposition in life. He would love to invite a priest and somebody from, you know, the Ku Klux Klan and somebody from uh, Roller Derby Queen and maybe somebody who would come um, oh, from a college professor and he would, and, and then a lot of young girls that were really pretty and, and uh, brought a lot of color to the party. Jim and Ingrid's parties became legendary. Old friends. Mostly in the KKK. And <laughs> <laughs> was the last thing, did I hear right? Brought a lot of colors. Uh, no, no, very colorful. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, that would have been insane. Out there, like, she still talked like that. Like, <laughs> White person frozen in the 60s or 50s. Like, hey, don't say that word. Well, that's the moment where I was like, okay, clearly these people were, these were like sex parties too. The way, the way that she said all these he had an ability to bring all these pretty girls back to our place it's like yeah. very weird. but the kkk thing made me it was like That's such so a jump weird. i mean it, you know i'm sure it's one of those things where because it's like he was such a a blues guy and he played with so many black musicians i'm sure it was kind of just like you know i'm just gonna change his mind you know yeah, like yeah absolutely i'm just like you know, i'm not just in here giving me the benefit <laughs> now because i'm a fan at all yeah like, but the fact that she just said that he was like whoa <laughs> Like that just stands out insanely of yeah. all the things you said, you know. You know, it, it's, it's like uh, a farmer and a priest and a, and a, a guy who was training to be a, a, a what he called a random sniper, just a person who <laughs> wanted to get on a roof with a full rifle. Uh, you know, a lot of all the bullets in there, and and then there were also you know candy stripers and Girl Scouts. Go back, go fucking back. A random sniper. <laughs> like it's like it's just imagining people at that party like there was like a person of color that was already there and had just hit a joint and was like yeah let's play some music and a dude comes in in his hood like, <laughs> yeah yeah otherwise yeah how did he find this guy it's it's so yeah. funny to just picture like the other people at the party be like so wait what is this guy all about <laughs> like so i'm a so, priest yeah uh, <laughs> I'm the priest, so who here is in the KKK? That's the math of all of his parties. And if you don't know, you're 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 passing around like a a fucking uh, uh, plate with lines of cocaine on it. You're like, you want any? And the guy's like, I'm a priest. (laughs) You mind? I don't. I don't judge. You can snort cocaine in front of me. It's fine. 
Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it, I don't. The thing is, it sounds like it was also a lot of musicians because they talk about. I I skipped this part because it wasn't as funny. It was just interesting, but it was uh, that like James Taylor would be there, and uh, sure. was it Bonnie Raitt? I think Arlo Guthrie. Arlo Guthrie, Raitt, who yeah, was a, yeah. a big part right of the behind the Arlo Guthrie and Cheech Marin are big parts of the the behind the music because they were good friends of his. Cheech, not until he was already famous, but uh, Arlo Guthrie mm-hmm. just met him like t- traveling around and shit and, and him bringing people back sure. to this farm, I think. But, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, we watched that. And so I, I, we had to get those out, those, those two clips. Those yeah. are I did think funny. it was funny that he was only friends with Cheech. Like he hated I also, <laughs> well, I feel like, well, so Cheech came to his show and that's how he met him, but mm-hmm. he never made any, any connection with Chong. <laughs> they toured together. Oh, yeah. Cause he says that they met like well, on the road and it's like Chong never came or came along. <laughs> It, the, the, the amount of insight you get, the more you learn about all that, like that era, because like like Cheech and Chong, they were like before they were like this, a stoner act. They were like health food freaks and uh. fitness freaks. They were like really into like you know uh, uh, um, organic foods and vegetarianism and stuff and lifting. That's why when you Weird. see them in the movie, like like they're wearing a tank top, they're ripped. Like yeah. Chong arms are amazing, and you're like, wait. You guys are stoners. Yeah, you guys just all the time. But it's it, it's that thing where it's just like they were, you know, they must put them on screen and they're just like, oh yeah, this looks great. Yeah, awesome. yeah. This is the stoner I want to see. <laughs> that <laughs> is good home. weed propaganda, just to put a jackass dude up there. Yeah. Um, so let's let's get into the music a bit. Uh, so we, we, it's weird that you said. Jim Croce, because me and Tommy just did uh, our friends' podcast, the X Bummer Boys X. Is that that was their name, right? It's Mike Carraza. Right? Yeah, it's our buddy Mike Carraza, and uh, oh, yeah. yeah, they they have you bring in songs that make you sad. And uh, I played Operator on the show because uh, it's it's one of my favorite songs of all time. But it every time it and it doesn't make me as sad as Time in a Bottle compared comparatively. But yeah, I, I like Operator more. You know, there he has songs that are are so are, they're so sappy that I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, it's even it's even too sappy for him. Yes, you know, but like uh, uh, like like time in a bottle, and like yeah, yeah, it's technically an amazing song, especially like the audio quality and yeah, and, stuff. and given but the story for sure, it's like a hallmark card. It's just like I yeah. can't, man. Yeah. You know, I like I love that line. There never seems to be enough time to do things you want to do once you find them. Uh huh. You know. Like I said, just it's kind of a cool, wistful moment where he kind yeah. of gets out. And it, I and like that it changes. Yeah, right back into the yes. sound. Yes. But like Operator is so specific because it's you just feel. I remember as a kid looking at the album Photographs and Memories as a little boy, looking at the picture of his little boy holding his dad's hat, like yes. his dad, his dead father's hat. Yeah, and hearing the song and just being like, just feeling just sad. Yeah. Just imagining this dude at a payphone. Yeah, he ran off with my girlfriend. I, I just want to say it's okay. Yeah, number's not there. Yeah, bullshit. You know, and it's like, and it, all the feelings kind of start hitting him, and it's like, oh yeah. So it's like, it's it's sappy and, and sad as fuck, but it's just done so well. It's done so well, you know? and it's. I feel like it's not a song you hear normally. That's not the like the passive kind of like regretful and also why are you even calling them just to tell them I'm doing fine? It's like. <laughs> 
it's it's such a funny way to do things. Yeah, it's not it's to like tell got a sense of humor. Off. Tell them yeah. go to hell. No, <laughs> tell them because that's what most songs are. It's like, and here's another thing about my ex. Like they they were wrong. I'm killing it now. This is a guy who's like, ah, I'm fine. <laughs> like I just need to tell him I'm okay. Yeah, the song "All My Exes Live in Texas" doesn't go, and I call him every month and tell him it's okay. <laughs> I don't mind that you left me. <laughs> Uh, I think we should go ahead and hear some of uh, some of um, Operator, even though we just <laughs> yes. Let's hear some more sax. That would be great if we only played sax the whole show. Can we play uh, "I Still Believe" from Lost Boys. Uh, all right, so let's hear some of Operator. We heard a little bit of it. Uh, the, uh, oh, it was, of course, ruined by the plug for the next Beyond Leaf the Music. Garrett, yeah. <laughs> well, I just better. start talking about Leaf Garrett. <laughs> Uh, all right, this is uh, this is operator from Jim Croce. Such a good year. Operator, oh, could you help me place this call? See the number on the matchbook is old and faded. Living in L.A. with my best old ex-friend, Ray. Gosh, you said you knew well and sometimes hated. Like, the thing I love about Jim Croce is that his shit always had a little bit of a boogie to it. Yeah, you know? like that's that song. It's kind of a bop. Yeah, the, kid, do, 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 you know, like because the thing is, it was always him. All of his songs are two guitars. Yeah, that are playing together, but different riffs that mm-hmm. fit. I mean, I always say this about music. Like when I was a kid, I remember listening to like really kind of interesting, complex pop. You know, like like the Police. Or like the the and stuff, and you're like, mm-hmm. how would you even think of this melody? Yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, to have that drum with this staccato, you know, guitar going. You know, yeah. like how do you think it? So it's like I listen to Jim Croce stuff and go, I don't know how you write a, a guitar uh, 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 driven song like that. Yeah, you know, if you go online and watch like some of his like his like live stuff he did on like you know late night shows or whatever. Mm. It's just him and another dude like facing yeah. each other and playing. It's like, it's amazing. Yeah. You know? It's uh, it's so cool. And it's like, it's crazy to think that he went so much of his life not having success. And then this, <laughs> it, it, he had the, the Freddie Van Vliet syndrome where he had a kid and he <laughs> all of a sudden just popped off. Like he was kind of stalled out in his career. His wife mm-hmm. goes, I'm pregnant. And he puts out, one of the greatest albums of all time right after that coming from virtually nowhere. Like, I mean, he had been working on music his whole career and not having any success got fucked over by a record label. 
all that good stuff, and then have has just this brilliant album of and and had two top ten songs like in the same uh, off the same album. It's it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I need to get someone pregnant so quick because <laughs> I got to start writing, man. That's well, another Patreon tier. <laughs> I have a six-month-old daughter that hasn't kicked in <laughs> writing a perfect script or a perfect hour or something that I'm going to shock the world with my comedic brilliance. I don't but know about that. You got that? Out, I you got think, that pop. I always think. I always think of Eminem. That yeah. he was like, you know, that that's when he just was like, I got to take this seriously. I cannot lose a rap battle the rest of my life. <laughs> uh, yeah, when we when we both have kids and we're going to have to both have this moment at the same time because of the podcast, this thing is yep. going to go to the moon. It's going to be insane. <laughs> oh, it's take off right then. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the uh what else? Oh yeah, so the the story behind this song kind of blew my mind cuz I just assumed when I was a kid cuz I I grew up listening to 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 Jim Croce. My 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 mom and my stepdad both liked him and so yeah. I would I feel like that's how most people get into Croce. It's like he's perfect for parents to to have gotten you into a little bit. Yeah, that's it's I I hear that song and I I'm just immediately I don't know, five or six years old. Yes. Whatever it was, you know. Absolutely. Takes me back. Is that is that how you got how you got familiarized with Croce is just hearing your parents play him? Yeah. It it's one of those things that like and, and it's you know, it's nuts how many people really lo- love Croce that you'd be like I've met people from all kind of walks of life they are like, Oh, I love Jim Croce and like I remember I had this uh you know, he's a musician, so he likes so much but like i i remember i one of the reasons i connected with reggie watts as a friend so much is because he loves jim croce and stuff yeah and, you know, he makes kind of this amazing electronic space music right it's all improv- right uh, but it's yeah it's it, anyway my parents listened to him and they listen to a lot of stuff there's certain stuff i was like all right you know but like that i was like oh i, I like i like this fleetwood mac i cool i like yeah. that's cool I love this Saturday Night Fever soundtrack you guys play constantly. You know, <laughs> sure. Like, we, ju- we just watched that the other day, and it's, I mean, it's great. Because we watched um, the Bee Gees documentary. So and, oh, shit, I totally forgot. We were going to do a Bee Gees episode to go with the documentary. <laughs> I completely forgot till just now. God damn it. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, not too late. I don't think everybody in the world saw that doc. I think we're fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... What were the ones that you were like, this sucks shit that they were playing? Oh, music wise. What? My my dad, my mom and dad used to, my mom, my mom and I used to make fun of my dad. My dad used to listen to Gregorian chants. <laughs> right? And like, and like, and like he had this album of like this, this, like, because my dad was almost, a, my, my dad was literally in the seminary. Mm-hmm. And like. My, you know, my parents are, all, I jokingly call them real Christians because they run a food pantry and actually help people and don't give a fuck about being rich and shit like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, they enjoy their lives. But it's just like they're genuinely moral people, but they're not sticks in the mud and not, ju- they're, they're not shitty and judgmental. Mm-hmm. It's like usually when someone's like, well, I'm a Christian. So I, it's like, right. okay, you're about to talk about why this person sucks and why you can't accept their lifestyle. Right. right? You know, but like. It's just my dad used that to like meditate and he's still like, he has like a prayer group. He has like a, and it's like dudes, it's like a couple priests and they all come and just read scripture and kick it and hang out and talk about life. And it's almost like their therapy thing. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't, 
you wouldn't know it, but like, so anyway, like long story long, he would listen to Gregorian chants and my mom and I'd be like, oh, you know, <laughs> come on. But he also, you know, he liked credence and all that stuff too. Sure. So like there, there, I will say there wasn't like a lot that I was like, yeah, this sucks. Turn this off. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're pretty good taste. A lot of jazz. Yeah. Stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I was into the, into Croce. My, the one thing my stepdad would play that I actually really loved because I couldn't stand him, but I loved sticks. He got me into, mm. oh wow. Okay. I was like super into sticks as like a mm. six year old or whatever. But so Tommy, I, and so Tommy, you're not alone in this because Antonia had never heard any Croce because I just played her a bunch of songs. She didn't know any of them. Uh, but yeah. you weren't, you weren't really familiar with Croce either, right? Well, the, the one I, I knew, uh, I knew really well was bad, bad Leroy Brown, right. just being from a suburb of Chicago. They play that on Chicago radio all the time. It's great. I love that song. But when you like, I'd never heard operator before. I'd never heard um, the other one that was the number one that you guys were just talking about. Um, the uh, oh, bottle, time, time, time in a bottle. bottle. Yeah, yeah. I'd never even heard those songs once. And uh, wow. yeah, I watched, uh, watched a bunch of videos of him playing live today and mm-hmm. I, I was just blown away. He has such an amazing voice and I'm yes. like, yeah. I feel like deprived that I yeah, was not. I was, to- I was shocked, especially because uh, you like a lot of singer songwriters and I feel like he's, uh, he's yeah. a Yeah. And like my parents were way, were super into Jackson Brown and there was yeah. some James Taylor, but it was never a Croce, So I never did that deep dive as a kid or mm-hmm. adult. Right on. Well, right Croce on. never hit like, like James Taylor did right. and never hit like Jackson Brown did, mm-hmm. you know, like he, he had like a little moment and then it was gone. And it, so it's like, there are people that are just like, you'd be like, you only think of time in a bottle. You only think of operator. You're like, mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. song. Oh, it's so sad. Oh, yeah. and he's dead. <laughs> dead. you know, yeah. so I think, I think because that bummer factor, people don't really stick around for it. Like, I kind of get that. Cause mm-hmm. every time Without I think about him, I think about him dying at 30 right at the top Absolutely. of the shit. So it's like, it, and I didn't even realize he was 30 because I, I saw these album covers as a kid. And even in the behind the music that he talks about how he looked old in a picture. And yeah. that's part of what he got. He looked very old. I thought he would died yeah. at like 55 or some shit. What is it about plane crashes? Because him and Otis Redding, mm-hmm. like Otis Redding, like died. He, there's a picture where he's like 22 and you're like, that's like my friend's dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's such a beyond man. Like yeah. that's a, not, not even not old, but like that's a guy that that guy owns a chain of restaurants. Yeah. Like that's not a twenty-two year old. You know. <laughs> but yeah, that's he didn't. He does not look thirty. He looks at least forty-five. Yeah, and a lot of these pictures, he's not even thirty. He's like twenty-six or some shit, and he just looks. I mean, the mustache, you know, doesn't do sure. many favors age-wise, which. Because the when we in the videos you see with a out without the mustache he looks almost baby faced but I think he took that on yeah. later but uh, anyway I got into him as a kid and I remember hearing Operator and immediately loving it I loved Operator so much so quickly because it does it is a very simple thing to follow yeah. and it's just a deep sadness that is good but mm-hmm. I because of his stories are mostly come from a personal place or they're just stories of whatever this has nothing to do with his life like it's he overheard some people when he was uh was he in the national guard he was in yeah he was in the national guard and he overheard people doing like uh dear john calls and shit and he just wrote this song based on them oh wow which is i think really brilliant because it's like the fact the way to be that you can watch somebody else go through something and immediately write a beautiful song about it is uh very yeah, impressive it's also like sometimes when you're when you're too close to it you know it's kind of like right you 
you can't be a detective and solve your partner's murder. You, you know, it's like <laughs> it's too emotional. So it's like, I think if that happened to him, it wouldn't be as simple. He would fucking get into how angry he was and whatever. But it's just like, that's why that song's so heartbreaking mm-hmm. that he just, he's trying to do a good thing despite everything else. And he can't even get through to him. And he's just like, you know, it's fine. And he's even nice to the operator. Yeah. You know, Thank you for your time. You've been so much more than kind. I think that's that's one of the parts that just hit me the hardest, where it's just like he doesn't just hang up. Yeah, he's just like, good. It was nice to talk to you. You're just like, yeah. Oh, fuck. He's, he's so guy, desperate man. for something that that's what oh, I take away from that is like, you're just so desperate for some kind of interaction with somebody that's like, yeah. Hey, what so are you up real. to? Yeah, so <laughs> he's just so lonely. Uh, and uh, Bobby Condon, who's on the show uh, on the Patreon line, which by the way, get on that Patreon, people. Uh, yeah. uh, he sent me a, a joke that uh, his friend uh, who passed away, Dave Metz, uh, wrote uh, a joke about Croce that's like, if you listen to Operator, the third part is just him calling the operator to say hey you're a good operator (laughs) that's such a great joke that's so funny you're a good operator (laughs) uh still not ready to talk to my ex that's uh, that was it still not still not really ready to talk to that ex but uh, you're good (laughs) can i tell you more about my history with my ex (laughs) (laughs) I got a lot of calls to put through. I didn't need the whole history. All you do is give me the number. That's it. With, but me and Ray were really good friends. Oh, oh she hung up. You know, there's this one time where, hello? Yeah. Um, we have to get to a segment uh, that I almost forgot that because it's been a minute. It feels like since we've done it, but... We do a regular segment on the show where friend and foe of the show, Jared Thompson, the owner of the Comedy Attic in beautiful Bloomington, Indiana, he yes. gives his thoughts on uh, on the musicians we're talking about. Usually, mm-hmm. he hates them all. I I don't know how he feels about Jim Croce. I don't think I've ever talked about this with him. The, this is a different sort of thing. We usually talk about bands that he hates, and lately we've right. been talking about stuff that I feel is we feel is just underappreciated more than sucks. So uh, this is, uh, I, I'm curious what he'll have to say. So here is Jared on Jim Croce. What's up, y'all? It's this week's he went to Jared. The boys are going to have Matt Bronger on discussing Jim Croce. So first of all, um, as everyone listening knows, Bronger's one of the funny, like genuinely one of the funniest people alive and just a brilliant, you know, just comedy mind, period. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, every time he comes through town, uh, I love just talking to him and, He's certainly also just a sweet dude and um, lo- looking forward to having you back in town uh, <laughs> at some point. So anyway, um, Jim Croce is just a great example of this new series you guys are doing of just undervalued comedians. And uh, look no further than that, of course, we all love him, but I didn't know till tonight that he died so young. I, I had no idea. And I think that's a really valid point in sort of the undervalue of this is that he maybe didn't have the years of making bad music that for instance, and I'm certainly not saying that he's anywhere near as good as Jim Croce, but like, you know, Gordon Lightfoot sort of like looked down on in a lot of ways because, and I think a lot of it is because he just, he made just so many albums and not all of them (laughs) are good, but 
certainly there's some good stuff there, but you know, you know, this is, uh, you just, you just listen to Croce and the songwriting is great. The music is great. The songs are great. And it just, I guess probably just was never like super, you know, at the top of everyone's mind. So, uh, I'm going to have a good time listening to this and all right. Well, anyway, I love you guys. I will talk to you later. Thanks. Thanks, Jared. Uh, Love you too, buddy. That's yeah, great. what do you what I, do you think about the things that Jared just said? I think I think he made, he accidentally called him a comedian. I thought he was going to do a bit about like yeah, you know, yeah. hilariously sappy sad <laughs> songs that make me laugh. I thought he was going to fuck like twist it. But it's funny he mentioned Gordon Lightfoot because it's like yeah, I'm like but yeah, I Gordon Lightfoot's fine, mm-hmm. but I don't like him as much as Croce. Like never did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will I will I will say though I my I did a fifty first jokes joke that. Did not do well, but it's still, I, I just thought of it that day and I'm like, well, and for those listening, there's a show in New York and LA yeah. and Chicago called 51st Jokes where on right around New Year's Day, mm-hmm. a bunch of comedians fill a comedy club or a venue and we one by one tell our first joke of the year. Yeah. And mine was, uh, you guys hear that uh, Gordon, sorry to do, to do a joke, but no, please do. Hear, in fact, point, we're going to have you do uh, a late night set of yours as well. Great. Yeah, can I just do a type five? <laughs> for comedian. You guys ever <laughs> notice? <laughs> please, I need this. Um, are we live? Doesn't know what the podcast is. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it, I was like, you guys know that evidently at one point, Gordon Lightfoot and Jim Croce tried to kill each other in a bar once in a horrible fight. It was the mellowest knife fight of all time. <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. That's great. <laughs> That's really funny. It is. You can't imagine those guys ever getting angry. <laughs> This is the most soft spoken, like, hey man, um I, I was I was trying to order this <laughs> knife fight. Uh it is funny. It all all the stories I was reading about about Croce when we when we talked about him on the other pod, I was surprised to see that a lot of reports on him were that he was this like hilarious performer. That he was like really funny between mm-hmm. songs and he had kind of built up uh, almost like a an active story because he would tell these great stories, but he was he was funny telling them, and I was shocked because I was like hearing these songs. You don't think of it. I mean, bad bad Lou Roy Brown has well, some funny thing. lines. It's like so. I don't. I mean, I'm 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 like uh, I'm like you, man. Like uh, I I I I was born in Chicago. My parents left when I was two, but I moved back uh, after uh, after college and like got into comedy there. But like you know, you hear that song all the fucking time. Every mm-hmm. sports event, you know. And, uh, you know, South side of Chicago is yep. the baddest part of town. It, it, for some reason, you couldn't fit in the most Irish and black part of town. Like, that was too long. <laughs> um, but, you know, but, but it's like he, he, he has these, it's almost like these boogie woogie folk songs about, about scary black people. <laughs> bad, bad Leroy Brown and you don't mess around with Jim. Yeah. And like, um, you know, I don't know for a fact that Jim is black, but like, mm-hmm. it sounds like, you know, from what he's like, the, 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 the hustler culture he's describing, you know what yeah. I mean? Like this guy. So, you know, those are both like barroom stories. Right. This guy was the scariest dude and a dude showed up that no one thought was tough. And he just took him apart. It was the craziest shit you ever saw. Mm-hmm. And he makes it fun. And like, I don't love bad, bad Leroy Brown. I don't love that, the, 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 the melody of it and everything and ever mm-hmm. the sing-alongs, you know, it's fine, 
But you don't mess around with Jim as a bop. Like that's yeah. got a way way more of a, a fucking beat to it and everything. And like I love the 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 syncopation of it. You know, Uptown's got its hustlers, Bowery's got its bombs, 47th Street's got big Jim Walker, he's a bullshit son of a gun. He's big and dumb as a man can come. He's stronger <laughs> than a country horse. And uh, when they hoss, when when the bad folks all get together at night, you know, they all call Big Jim Boss. Like yeah. he's a he's literally horrifying. Yeah, this guy is like if the Hulk was malevolent and was and was in a suit and was just fucking breaking people's skulls on the edges of tables, and they're just like, "Look, man, you run shit. Please don't hurt us." Yeah, you know, like already sets it up where you're like, "This guy is so fucking scary," and he's dumb. Like he's really stupid. Like that somehow is even scarier. That is way scarier. Yeah, so scarier. Like to me, always like if you if you're about to get trampled by a moose or killed by a bear, I always think about how like you know like a shark's gonna eat you. Like the the dead look in their eyes. It's yeah, like that line from Jaws. You know, I like black is like like a doll's eyes. Yeah. You know, it's like oh god, so there's scary. nothing there's in nothing. there. There's yeah. no soul. You can't reason with it because it's dumb. There's no empathy in in Jim. Mm-hmm, you don't. Mm-hmm. You can't mess around with him. You know, <laughs> but like it's much more entertaining and a better story about a scary man. Yeah. Than, um, than bad, bad Leroy Brown. We should let's go ahead and hear it because it's on the playlist. Uh, let's hear. Let's hear some of uh, you don't mess around with Jim. Uptown got its hustlers. The Bowery got its bumps. 42nd Street got Big Jim Walker, he a bullshooting son of a gun. Yeah, he's big and dumb as a man can come, but he's stronger than a country house. And when the bad folks all get together at night, you know they all call Big Jim Ball just because. And they say you don't tug on Superman's cape, you don't spit into the wind, you don't pull a mask off that old Lone Ranger and you don't they come on in a bar and you're like yeah yeah i'm glad i'm in this bar this is fun <laughs> this is a fun bar that you know? is i think so true that's one thing i love about jim croce as an adult mm-hmm. is like he had these songs they're just like i feel like i'm in a, a fun little dive bar somewhere right now i'm at a beat up table no one's really causing any trouble you know, everyone's just kind of here for fun. It's not too crowded. You know, there's a little band playing. This is a solid Thursday night I'm having, you know? Absolutely. Like, that, thought, it makes me want to be in a bar for sure. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's That just sounds like a fun, like a, just, some Chicago dive bar. They don't really have yeah. a lot of good dive bars in, in New York these days, but uh, yeah, that would be <laughs> There's no, it's, it, it's like Los Angeles. Like you got to go to the Valley to mm-hmm. go to a real dive. And they're great. The dive the bars back. here are like fake dive bars where they're like yeah, they're Epcot. built like they're that. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, oh man, I love this dive bar. Oh, it's eight dollars for a PBR or whatever. It's it's uh it, there's yeah. some. They're like well, we actually skinny have a Dennis couple. Is, yeah, uh, skinny favorite, Dennis is like, uh, bar near. Oh, yeah. yeah, that one's sick. honky tonk, they have four dollar uh Coors Lagers for thirty two ounces. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah awesome. Yeah, canal, I mean, is a, a, canal is kinda like that too, but it's yeah. uh that one's great. And but the one near me is fake. There's a bar downtown. Uh, shit. What was it called? It was called like, oh, fuck. I forget the name, but 
Uh, it got, it used to have a foam booth. You could stand in and smoke a cigarette by yourself. <laughs> and you had to use the token to get in the bathroom. Cause people go in there, shoot up on a daily basis. Like, yeah. it was like, like, I don't like being in here. This is scary. Like it wasn't even fun. <laughs> right. And then, uh, uh, the King Eddie, that's what it's called. And then another, like, you know, the, 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 the overall gentrification of downtown Los Angeles mm-hmm. swept through and someone bought it and turned it into this like a fucking bar bar mm-hmm. with beautiful men bartending and shit. And I remember we were there with a bunch of friends and we were a little, little, little buzzed up and a little high. And like my uh, now wife and girlfriend was like, I just want like a dumb drink or something. And she's like, she's like, can I have like a, what did she, what did she ask for? Like a tequila sunrise or something stupid. And the guy fucking dude that looked like a model goes, this is a real bar, honey. And uh, I'm like, wow. I'm like, Dude, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding? Do you do you really think because you kept the name? Yeah. And I'm I'm not saying I want people stabbed. I'm not that asshole. Right, dude. right. Like, of course not. Real and I'm afraid yeah. all the time. <laughs> but like, yeah, anyway, that just that just that. Anytime I say Epcot dive, I'm yeah, like, oh, absolutely. Man. That sucks so much. Just make the damn drink. You have it. You have the you ingredients. Know, the I don't mind that they turned it into a nicer bar that's way more expensive. Sure. I don't care. But the mm. fact that the guy said, this is a real bar, honey. Ugh. So my girlfriend, it's like, that is I'll, trash. I'll break the stool over your face like they used to. <laughs> then it'll be bar. a real bar. <laughs> then it'll be a real bar. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's hear. The, so we ha- we've, we've got, f- have we heard three songs now? Or f- yeah, we've heard two. We've heard two. So we should, we should, uh, we should cruise through some more of these. The next one, I'm going to play this one next because it's another fun one. Uh, Roller Derby Queen. I didn't, I didn't know this one, so I was, uh, I really liked it though. This is a uh, Roller Derby Queen. Yeah, like that that's fun. another funny one. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I was thinking today, like it's a it's a novelty song because roller derbies mm-hmm. were like all the rage back then. And I, you know, you don't know if the he wrote it or if the record label was like, "Got to make a song about roller derby, Jim." We're not releasing the album. <laughs> like, you don't know, but it's great because it's like he it's he fell in love with a a, a savage, massive woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the 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 program announcer. uh it uh, said she was built like a refrigerator with a head. Yeah. It's like a lyric from there. And it's like, she's just murdering people in this thing. And she's, you know, what is it like? She, like she's five foot six, two sixteen. So at least Ron yeah. Bomber was speaking. I mean, that's such a big woman. Five, six, two fifteen. You know, I found like, uh, that's his thing. He's I found a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I found a thing where he uh, I, this this is on his uh, one of his live albums. He tells us he tells a story about this song, 
Oh, cool. Uh, where he says, as Croce explained on the, his album, The Final Tour, this is a song about a woman Jim met doing a gig at a local country and western bar. As they sat and drank together, he came to find out she used to be in the roller derby and that her husband was a state trooper. He described her as being about 400 pounds, saying, every time I watched her clap, I could see the fat on her arm jiggling back and forth. It was a beautiful sight. He also pointed out her penchant for hairspray and how he would see her toting cans of spray net back from the supermarket. He also claimed that he wouldn't play the song locally as her husband could really mess up a nice day. So I guess it is a real person that he's talking about this time. That phrase is, is crazy. amazing. Yeah. That's such a nice day. <laughs> oh, that state trooper could really mess up a nice day. Beautiful. Like you don't know if he means he'll arrest you or he'll just pistol whip you in the face. Yeah. No idea what he's talking about. <laughs> you can really, that's the thing. It's like, like I think he was such a he probably just he was disarming because he was so nice yeah. and charming and funny. Yes. And it's like he's not gonna say, Yeah, he'd kick the shit out of you. Right. Or he'd he'd, he'd pin a false arrest on you, he'd throw drugs in your car. No, he's just gonna say he'd really you mess up a nice day. Really <laughs> he seems like he would be that. such a nice guy to meet or like such a fun yeah. person to meet, especially, I mean, we're, like we did with the Jawbreaker episode. It's like coming off of a post documentary high where you're like, this is the coolest guy ever. I just saw a full <laughs> yeah. hour about him. Um, yeah. Uh, and I love like uh, the one thing that sticks out. One thing that sticks out in that, that uh, song was thinking of was, was like, uh, I was just getting ready to get my hat. She caught my eye. And I put it back and I ordered myself a couple more shots and beers. <laughs> like if I go out, like maybe I'll have one shot. Yeah. Two if I'm really going. A couple up. more. Like, I, mean, I mean, I'm in my 40s too, but like I'll, I'll, I'll have a couple more shots and beers. Couple more maybe. for me. Yeah. I was about <laughs> to leave. Like I've already had a lot. Wait, I want to watch this roller derby. You want? You want another beer? No, I want four shots. <laughs> What is it? Is this a country western bar, or am I just pulling my dick right now? Are you joking? Is this a real Mine bar? So uh, much alcohol. Uh, all right. Unfortunately, we got we got to wrap up at like eight because the Bachelor is going to be on. So we got. Oh shit! Uh, all right. <laughs> we'll do we'll do a speed round of the songs because we still have to get to the comments and there was there were some good ones for this one. So let's hear I got a name. This is just a classic. I'm gonna skip forward a bit. What a tune. Two that things. So good. Stone Temple Pilots full on ripped off that riff. Ah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> full on stolen. Totally. Tweaked one thing. But uh uh and like and and isn't if it gets uh I care with me and I sing it loud, if it gets me nowhere, I'll go there proud. Tell me that's not stand-up comedy. <laughs> that is stand-up comedy. That is what we do. 
Truly. <laughs> it's, it's just like, yeah, this probably will lead to nothing, but I love it. <laughs> that is beautiful. Damn, I'm going to listen to this a different way from now on. And it's like, I, I love that he used that, that uh, Tarantino used that in Django Unchained. You know, when they're oh. just like going across the little snow peaked, you know. Yeah. The thing. And because cause it is, it's like I that song about like that. you hear it and you're just like, if you have a couple of drinks and you're just like, I, I do have a name. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like, you might have nothing, but you have this. Yeah. You know what I mean? I care with my, with me like my daddy did. I love you it. You know? Uh, it's great. It's day. great. Cause it's just, it's like, no, it's so, sinc- so sincere. Absolutely. It's so good. So good. Uh, yeah. so we have two more songs. I'm going to choose to end with the, the one that I feel like is the, is the best way to end the playlist. But so I want to go with the hard way every time next. Oh, Cause yeah. I, the, the last one is, uh, it's just one of my all time favorite songs. So this is the hard way every time. But in looking back at the places I've been, the changes that I've left behind. I just look at myself to find I learn the hard way every time Cause I've had my share of good intentions And I made my share of mistakes And I've learned at times it's best to bend Cause if you don't, well, those are the breaks Should have listened to all the things I was told I was young and too proud at the time Now I look at myself That's kind of my theme song <laughs> I mean I, I had a I had a, 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 a an, I was I was taking an hour I did a, a show you know that you got to name your show at JFL right. some you know when you do yes like a headlining show and it was called Made of Mistakes because mm-hmm. it was all just like not that I'm a fuck up but it's like yeah it's like I've just I think we all have we we it, kind of the hard way every I don't I'm not gonna get a, the hard way every time tattoo because it sounds oddly sexual but it's like <laughs> that it is that thing where it's he has like uh you there's a line on that song where he's like and chasing a couple moonbeams i ran into a couple of walls and it's like mm. yeah who can't relate to that yeah you know like i i um i did this this one-off this character on uh, bojack horseman that was a deer and his name was just deer and he kept getting hit by cars <laughs> and he he's he jogs with a, a camouflage sweatsuit on like in the mm. woods and then runs across the highway and just gets hit by a car and he's always like <laughs> a walkman on like what and like they took out this fucking line that I was like, I was so mad because mm-hmm. the whole, the whole bit is Bojack gets out of his car and tries to help him. And his like legs are broken. So he's like, just give me the car. And he won't stop screaming. And like, that's the joke. <laughs> but like they, there's this part that they, they said, uh, they're like, they're like, why do you keep getting hit by cars? It's like, and he's like, I just stop in the middle of the street and I see a light coming and I go, what is that? <laughs> go, but it's a car every time. Right. And he's like, Yeah. <laughs> Every time, it's like we all have that thing. I'm just like, ah, oh, if only this will work out once. Nope. Fuck. Every nope. time, that's great. I- Icarus flew too close to the sun <laughs> yet again. And it's like if I have to like that list. That's in terms of listenability. That's maybe one of my least favorite songs of the songs I gave you. Mm-hmm. But like just what it's about. Just I relate so hard. Yeah, when you just kind of, especially being a dude who's 46. Uh, uh, you know, first marriage, first child, mm-hmm. 
you know, like I, I got this extra lease on life and this yeah. looking back all, you know, me and my, my uh, crazy, like scumbag friends from Chicago were a lot of times we're just like, fuck, I can't believe we're all alive. Yeah. We're alive and we're doing okay. We're not in the gutter, man. None of us are homeless. You know, it's, it's, it just blows our minds with all the chances we took, you know, it's just like, yeah, yeah. grateful. <laughs> Uh, absolutely. That one is the song I didn't really, I don't know that I had heard that one before, but I really liked it. That's a deep cut. That was never on any charts or anything. That's just a song I found that I was like hard way every time. That sounds like a fucking black exploitation, <laughs> like free the hard way, you know? It's, but, uh, it's, I liked it. And it's also like, it's very short too, which it like so flew short. by. Um, all right, let's hear the last song on the playlist. And, uh, this is, just one of the greatest uh, love songs of all time, I, I think. And I didn't know the story about it uh, until today. Cause, uh, yeah. yeah, but I, I love it so much. Um, I'll have to say I love you in a song. I mean, if you didn't put so that, sappy. if you didn't put That's that like on a playlist, one on my list, but it's so good. <laughs> if you didn't, like, yeah. if you yeah. didn't put that on a playlist for a girl, have you ever lived? <laughs> you ever said I love? I love that that song is like, hey, don't hang up. I know it's late. I'm not good at talking. Yep. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> that's like it is funny like that's the disarming charm too it's that that one is sappy as fuck but it's also a little funny like it's yeah. it's great i just run yeah. out of things to say every time I'm i here. i did uh andy wood and brian uh cook have a show had a show uh you know back when we did shows in, yes. in la called uh called uh guilty treasures yes that you guys should do a, a cross we we talked to them about it a long time ago okay uh, yeah 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 so I did that song the first time I did that show, you know, mm. and I'll never forget, like they're doing the riff and I, you know, well, I know it's kind of late. I'm singing it. And from the back of a full bar, Kyle Kinane, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that is so, great. So perfect. So it's like, that's always, that's always, you know, how, how chefs, it's like, they're like, you gotta, you gotta add a little acid to cut the fat of that dish. <laughs> He was the squeeze of lime oh, over my great. fried fish <laughs> yes. taco or whatever. That's where so I'm just funny. singing this sappy fucking song you know, where he's just like, fuck you. Just like from the back of the room. It's like, it was perfect. <laughs> that is so, that is so wow. beautiful. Amazing. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to Andy Wood because, uh, so you have a podcast called This Might Help, which, uh, which I was just on and I listened to Andy Wood's yeah. episode uh, a little bit before I did it. And, 
Uh, it actually uh, helped out a buddy of mine a lot because he's going to be on, I can't give away the name or whatever, but he's going to be on Jeopardy. And I was Perfect. like, dude, you got to hear this guy talk about uh, what he listened to because he, t- he talks about wagering st- strategy shit on there. And that's like the main thing you can learn about in the little time between you get between you uh like booking the show and getting on it and stuff and yeah. so he's listening he, he just listened to it so uh yeah that would, this might help did help so there you go um awesome so check that pod out uh we gotta we gotta wrap up pretty soon but i we have uh we have to get to these comments real fast and then we will rate the playlist and get the hell up out of here so oh, as we all as we always do we posted uh Asking people for their thoughts on Jim Croce, and as we always do, we go to the the Patreon people first. And uh, Nick Clerkin says, "Grew up listening to him, and he's great." I'll say this: "Bad Bad Leroy Brown" is a monster karaoke song. Easy tune, no problem if you're hammered. And the call and response during the chorus gets people going. God, I miss karaoke. <laughs> All right, yeah. It's funny because you mentioned the call and response thing earlier, didn't you? It's like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of annoying in the actual song. Yeah, it's not my favorite, but also Mm kind of like Tommy said, maybe because like I've just heard it a billion times. Yeah, yeah. it's like Sweet Caroline. Absolutely, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like when I think of Sweet Caroline, I think of Will Ferrell doing the the cover, and he's like, where he's talking about like where Neil Diamond is secretly racist and like he's drunk. You know, that's my favorite. Uh, all right. Cole Froling says, "Big one for me because of my parents." Fits that weird slot of sad songs and then well-made, uh, almost novelty songs. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, that's it. Anthony Tiberio says, "Jim could have been so prolific had he been around longer." Just seeing his photo on my uh, greatest hits CD back in the day, I would have sworn the guy was at least fifty. But to find out he was only thirty when he died still blows my mind. Operator gets me choked up every time I hear it. Also, Bronger, you're great. Learned about you when I used to see you on At Midnight way back when. Still a big fan. Hey, there you go. Thanks. Um, Hard wake every time, huh? <laughs> Am I right? Uh, that's so funny that he said that thing about the. I didn't see that before I said it myself, but yeah, I thought he was fifty-two from that greatest hits thing. That's so funny. Uh, Saga Nadao, new Patreon subscriber. Thank you very much, by the way. Uh, in my he says, uh, in my head, Croce occupies a space in music that's very close to Warren Zevon. Not sure if this checks out, but it's how I feel. Wow. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I feel like Warren Zevon is way like the dark version, mm-hmm. but like very, very like irreverent, funny stuff, way darker, but like that same kind of, yeah, so much personality in all his music and lyricism, especially. Mm-hmm. So that's that's amazing. I didn't even thought, think of that. That's a good one. There you go. Uh, all right, now to the Facebook. We got uh, Jonathan Sparkle says, Jim Croce's the soundtrack to every 30 or 40-something missing their dad. Every time I hear Operator, <laughs> I'm transported back to my childhood, hanging out with my dad in his way too short shorts. Well, the joke's on you, Jonathan. I don't have a dad, and I still <laughs> I still do it. Um, but no, he's, I think he's totally right. I think that that is just a full Yeah, you can't argue with that. Uh, Casey J- James Salingo says, what a lovely man. That's all I got. And I agree. Um, let me skip through. We can't read all these cause, uh, there's too many. Tom Delgado said, uh, he's one of the most underrated songwriters of all time. He wrote everything he ever made before the age of 30. His career only really took off a couple of years before he died too. He died in a plane crash after playing a gig that was too small for him. Yes, yes, yes. We know 
all that. Uh, the last time he spoke to his wife, he told her he was going to take a break after that show to t- help her take care of their new son, AJ, for whom he wrote Time Oops. in a Bottle. Also, he wrote I'll Have to Say I Love You in a Song Yeah, for his wife, Ingrid, after they got into a huge fight about his career-related absences. That was in the behind the mm-hmm. music. Uh, he stayed up all night writing it and just came in the bedroom and played it for her the following morning. Croce's the best. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I forgot to mention that. So she was, like, upset all night, like, crying. He's, like, up all night writing this song, and then it's uh, very sweet. And then he said he was going to stop doing the road, basically. I, I'm, sorry, I'm, like, I'm just laughing at the image. It's so dark of, like, her crying, and instead of consoling her, he's like, this is, listen, <laughs> five hours from now, I'm going to play it. This is going to blow your mind. He's, he's not there. He shut up in there. I'm trying to... <laughs> Trying to arrange this. Please, you're crying so loud. I can't. (laughs) That's definitely a do not try that at home. Yes. yes. (laughs) Because you're not Jim Croce. (laughs) I mean, that's a testament to what a good songwriter you would. Can you imagine anyone else? I know it. Hey, wake up. Wake up. No, before we even have coffee, listen. I love you in your eyes in the morning. Samantha. Like, just some bullshit wrote that. It had to have been a fucking home run. You, yes. you can't come back from that and not have a, a song that's going to chart. That's good. Is, is this is going to melt your heart and make and buy us a house. Um, let's see here. Uh, James Fritz says operator in New York's not my home. Absolutely rule. And he says that Leno copped all denim from him. I can, I can yeah. see that. That's um, true. Very true. New York's not my home. That was almost on my list because that one really. Great song. I went. I went to college uh, in 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 uh, in Purchase near White Plains, and like I would go in the city, and I loved it. But it was like I felt like an alien. Yeah, moving from you know Portland, Oregon to mm-hmm. you know the New York State. It was. It's, but it, it's it's so sad. But everyone's felt that way in New York. Mm-hmm. You know. For yeah, sure. It was almost too emotional listening to that for that yeah. reason. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting yes. in Brooklyn, like, no, I can't hear this. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 you can't. <laughs> You're on the fence at all. <laughs> uh, let's see. I, I'll read two more here. Uh, Melinda Kashner says, I love him so, so much. The other day I was wondering if he might be gay, so I Googled it and found this. And it's, it's what Google popped up. Uh, oh, you can't see because of the light. It says, uh, oh. Jim Croce Gaydar. According to 25 visitors, Jim Croce is 44% gay. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, the average gay rating on gayorstraight.com is 69%, which means Jim Croce is very straight in comparison to other celebrities on this oh website. <laughs> how, how many uh, 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 voters are just random, like, kind of gay-hating bros? They're like, yeah, that mustache is gay as fuck. <laughs> yep. Gay. I'd have to assume most. <laughs> uh let's see last thing we will read here it's not gonna be a bit and uh da, da, da. J- jason goad says a fantastic songwriter and a completely underrated guitarist he had a laser beam accuracy to evoke a feeling or a sense of time and place with a single oh. line or turn of phrase his lyrics are reality and authentically felt emotions uh could play anywhere to any audience and win them over he was also best friends with arlo guthrie and cheech marin so we already got that one in there but yeah it's it's, it's crazy how like almost everything we covered someone wrote in the comments i know yeah that not just not just stuff like that last thing sure you could look that up Mm -hmm. but some of it was like it's the exact same yeah evocative feeling you get from his music or whatever 
Yes. Absolutely. Uh, so it's like, that's how in the pocket he was in terms of what he did. For sure. Know? For sure. Yeah. So you never good. like, you. I can't imagine even if he's live today going to like a Jim Croce show and him going like, I got an experimental track. I'm going to try everybody. This is, <laughs> this is some, <laughs> you start, he starts playing something that sounds like early Genesis or something. You're like, frog <laughs> rock. Really Jim? No, like it's good. Uh, we are we are at the end of the show, so you get the floor for your final thoughts on on Croce. Uh, if you if you want those, could suffice. I think those. I think you. No, I mean them. the only thing I'll add is that the, I think it, it it takes a lot of balls to be corny. Yeah, and I think it to, to not to not have any kind of armor at all and have this kind of everybody. I feel like he was kind of like a barroom poet as awful as that sounds, but yeah. it was like, it, it, it was so accessible and it was just for the people. And it was, it was like, his music is as uh, uh, comforting as your local neighborhood bar was kind of back in that era. And, mm-hmm. and just kind of like a friend to all, but very like uh, uh, whoever said about like laser precision in terms of getting an emotion out of you. So true. And, because he's he he has that kind of allure because he'll all he's he's frozen in carbonite. Yeah, he'll never not be that guy. He never got old. It's like you know Jimi Hendrix or Janis Joplin. They'll always look like they look. Yeah. sadly, mm-hmm. you know that's not something I like. Love like live fast, die young, leave a good looking corpse, right, and that's right. it. But like, it is what it is. That's all you know, mm-hmm. and 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 that's that's kind of beautiful. Magic. Absolutely tragic but like there was i can't really think of anyone who was kind of just like him and you can't really nail down exactly what it was i remember as a like last thing i said i'll say is like i remember as a kid hearing him and being like like i like this guy i could see him being friends with my dad you know like it like this would be a fun this jim jim croce is like a fun uncle he's like everybody's fun uncle mm-hmm. without doing a wacky tune it's like if your fun uncle was kind of stoned and sat down and played a song about how he was sad and you're like fuck that's a Jesus Christ, Uncle Jim, that song's amazing. You know, it's kind of like that. So that's 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 it. That's all I'll say. I think very well said, and uh, I'm so glad that you chose Croce. I, I'm I was thrilled to talk about him today, Tommy. I'll I'll let you I'll let you go first if it, if uh, you're up for it. Yeah, this was great. I uh, as I said, I had not listened to a lot of Jim Croce. I, the only song I'd heard really was Operator on the playlist, uh, and oh. I had such a such a good day just listening to him, watching him play live, learning about him, and I was just like, ah, oh, I just love this guy <laughs> like so wholeheartedly from like the little I know about him. His voice is incredible. I could listen to him sing all day, and like you were mentioning too, like just the two acoustic guitars sounding so full and like just playing off each other amazingly. I just love this music, and uh, I think it was great. So it was, yeah, perfect score, just awesome. Hell yeah! Cool. Uh, I was gonna say I forgot to say this after uh, after uh, have to I, I, I have, I'll have sorry I'll have to say I love you in a song, but I was I remember I had a buddy growing up who learned to play that song for his girlfriend and I couldn't play oh, guitar God. or had a, a girlfriend and I was so jealous and I was like God I wish I had both of those things because I want I want to do that for somebody both equally yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I love Jim Croce so much. I would not be able to sleep tonight if I gave him any less than a six out of six because I I just I loved this playlist. It was fun to hear a couple songs from him that I didn't know, and so uh, I I really enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, six out of six for sure because 
I mean, operator just gets me every every goddamn time, and I am somebody who I hate to say it, I kind of don't mind uh, living in the sap a little bit sometimes, and uh, this is right Same. there. This is right in my wheelhouse of the perfect type of sap. Where I think there's something about the fact that he is in carbonite that I don't have to look at his Instagram and go, "Oh God, he's so corny." Oh yeah, and I don't he, think he was. Gonna, he's not going to come out and be like, you know, that Dinesh D'Souza has got some. Good <laughs> Fuck, Jim. You know, like that's there's no fear of that. Yeah, kind of. You know, where they're gonna ruin it. So uh, you also get to rate this playlist out of six. What do you What do you got, Matt? Oh, it's my playlist. So I'll give it six out of six for sure. <laughs> Hell yeah! Some people do not, but some it's, people I have prefer, low self esteem. Yep, <laughs> oh, you know, for what it is. I mean, I almost didn't put Jim Crutchy because I feel like most most people either have never heard of him or they're like, Oh fuck, you know, I fucking kind of love him, you know, mm-hmm. but the fact that he's so sappy, I'm sure people like despise him. Mm-hmm. There are certain people that like, if you kind of, you know, lean towards the aggro, you're going to hate it. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to, you know, it's, 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 you're not going to listen to Pantera and then Jim Cook, <laughs> you know, like, it's, you know, well, Both similar acts. But, I am worried you know, about that state trooper giving us a low star rating on our. We're gonna have a rough day. Yeah. <laughs> I want a song about that guy. Yes, we missed him so much. I got the follow up. The roller derby queen's husband <laughs> <laughs> fell in love with her, and then what? She's gonna have to kill her man. That is the sort of thing family. that we might have seen from him in the late eighties if things didn't go right. It's all yeah. it's just sequels to all the things. Operator spring. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, operator, me again. Please don't. Uh, all right, Matt, thank you so much for doing this, man. Is this, so oh, the great. podcast is this might help. Is there anything else you want to plug while we're while we're here? No, that's fine. Uh, yeah, I you know go to mattbronger.com or whatever if you want to get any of my albums or my specials are on Amazon Prime. Blah, blah. But yeah, this okay. might help is what I'm kind of pumping out regularly. Oh, also, um, season two of Hey Girl with uh, Matt and Kyle is going to be coming Hell out. Yeah, and nice. doing. We have the whole first season's on now up on YouTube. So uh, subscribe if you want to watch us uh, drink and barge into people's homes via Zoom and come in the apartment and, uh, uh, and have special guests do that with us. And we're going to, this new season, we're going to be doing uh, like every couple of months, we're going to do a monster app with a bunch of guests. So um, just stay tuned for that. We're still setting that up, but um, yeah, it's going to be great. Hell like, yeah. Uh, check that out and, uh, get on the Patreon people. $3 a month gets you bonus episodes every week and, uh, 10% off you do the whole year. That's two seventy a friggin' month. Uh, get over there and, uh, Tommy, anything else that I'm forgetting? Uh, I'm hosting a fundraiser stand-up show on zoom March 24th. So I'll be, I'll be tweeting about that and stuff. So just be on the lookout for that. Hell yeah. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Keep it crispy. Bye. Bye.